It's time to open up that mailbag, and we have some great questions from you, the listeners, on today's Locked On Boston College. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Happy Friday. On today's show, we're going to get into the mailbag. We're going to get into our final thoughts about the spring game. I'll give you some of my fi- my last thoughts about things going on with Saturday's game and everything in between. So the mailbag, for all of you who have not listened before, we do this every Friday. And we you know get questions on our Twitter handle at LockedOnBC. People ask us either on replies or in DMs. They go to Maroon and Gold forums and we put them up there on our private Discord channel for premium members. I have some people who ask questions on there. And then people email me questions. So we had some really good ones this week. And so I'm going to start with Twitter handle Adivashi1 wanted to know, what is the future of the hockey programs? How do you feel? What needs to be done? So hockey is an interesting one because it feels like Boston College is falling behind the eight ball here. And as the as the culture and, and landscape of college hockey continues to change, I think BC gets in worse and worse shape, and it worries me that this program that has all those national titles, that has all those Hockey East titles, is going to become more and more towards the middle of the pack, kind of like kind of like what football used to be, right? If you looked in the 40s, BC was like a powerhouse in football. They were in the Sugar Bowl and all that good stuff, and then they kind of just fell towards the middle, right? We can't let that happen with hockey. And there's schools from around the country that are starting to consider. I mean, it started with UAB and Arizona State, and more and more other programs are going, why don't I do why don't we do that? Why don't we do that? And the moment that you start getting southern schools that have the the financial systems that uh, you know, that are powered by those SEC contracts, good luck trying to contend with them again because then they're going to just start pumping money into those programs and, you know, Hockey East is going to become irrelevant. That's a side note. Boston College itself needs to f- figure out a few things. They need to figure out how to strike a balance, I think, between the hitting the transfer portal and getting guys to to beef up that the 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 age and experience of those lines and bring in exciting recruits. And every year it seems like Boston college hockey has a good solid group of high school kids that come in, you know, they're 18, 19 years old. And then they have started to show that they fade as they get towards the, the championship seasons. You know, last year it was a team that, you know, was won the hockey East regular season title and then lost quickly in the uh, the AC the yeah, ACC Hockey East tournament to Lowell, and then got smoked in the in the um, NCAA's. This year, it wasn't much of anything, and I think it was just because they lost so much talent that they needed to get back. Now, I I still think next year you're bringing back a lot of these guys, Nikita Nesarenko. You're bringing back Trevor Kuntar, Colby Ambrosio. You know some of these younger guys that played last season. So you're starting to build. A, a good foundation. They were young last year, and I hate using that as an example. But when you lose, you know, three or four big name guys that were, you know, two of them were Hobie Baker uh, nominees, you 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 run into issues. So BC needs to continue to reload it through that that recruiting por- uh, the recruiting classes. And I think they've done a nice job from everything I've read for the next class. They got some good kids coming in. The other piece that they have to consider, though is to bring in transfer portals to address some of the needs. And they did that this year. You know, they they had their goalie, uh, Eric Dopp from uh, Bowling Green. 
And, you know, he had his moments, but he also was wildly inconsistent. But they have a new goalie coming in from Colgate. They just got that transfer from Notre Dame we talked about on yesterday's episode. You know, that's that's the stuff you need. Like, BC could reinvent, reimagine their paradigm of how they put together their program if they can continue to add some solid depth through the transfer portal. You know, they do that every now and then, and they've done it for years. But they need to just be. They just need to hit more than they've been doing lately. And and I don't. You know, I'm not sure if what they're doing is going to work. But I think it's worth trying again because, you know, I think this team has a lot of NHL talent coming up. But they're going to need some assistance from some some grizzled vets that can do some things as well. But that's a great question. Thank you for asking. Keeping with the theme of teams that are underperforming, Andrew T. on Twitter asks, How can BC baseball become relevant? UConn has shown Northeast programs can be successful. So what is BC lacking? Uh, right now, they're lacking pitching. Their pitching's terrible. And I think that's a big issue, right? Now, UConn, you're right. UConn has put together a good baseball program. BC, though, has to take it to that next level. UConn plays in the AAC or whatever conference they're in right now, independent, and that lets them schedule things so they don't have to play the Miamis. They don't have to play the UNCs and Virginias every week. BC has to go. They have to do more. And that's not to say that they can't. When you have a new complex like the Freight Center and the Harrington Village, you should be able to compete with any Northeast team. And they're doing that right now. But... BC needs to be more competitive with the ACC programs. And I think a lot of this has to do with pitching. Um, It's been now, you know, Mike Gambino fired his pitching coach last year or released him or just let him go. I don't know what the wording was because it was never announced. But that pitching staff, last I had checked, had an ERA of 11 or 12 against ACC teams. Now, if you follow Major League Baseball, if if a pitching staff had an ERA of 6, you would be calling for a uh, coach's head. If you call, if you had an area of five, you'd be like, what's going on? Now multiply that by two. Twelve. And this isn't even through like, this isn't like a small uh, sample size. This is through, what, 12 games now in ACC play? You have, you know what you have there. And BC has no pitching. And it, they're able to pitch against these lower at Northeast teams, which I don't really care. I don't think many fans that follow BC baseball care all the, that much about the, those games. At least they're not getting embarrassed in those, but they are getting embarrassed in the ACC. And I think the pitching staff is a big issue. That's not to say the hitting hasn't been a problem because the hitting has been a problem as well. Now, they've been able to hit with power. They have 21 home runs already this season. And, I mean, that's good. But they're they're... Ability to do it consistently when you need to get you know clutch hits has been terrible. They're hitting two thirty five on the season, and you know that that doesn't cut it. You know they're not getting on base. They're not. It's like it's feast or famine basically, right? And I think that's a major problem uh, for this program is that you're not getting you you're not having bigger innings you're getting like a big pop home run here or there when you have 21 home runs that's good but you're not hitting the ball consistently and and when your opponent's hitting 351 and you're hitting 235 that's a reason why you're losing so uh, you know how do you fix this it's got to be recruiting and where does the recruiting come from you have the facilities now so you, that's no longer an excuse you play in a great conference you have, you know, you're part of the ACC. That's all there. 
So what, what do you need to change? I think you all know what I'm getting at right now. I think we're all kind of spinning our wheels right now as Gambino tries to get through the season. But if they continue having weeks like last week, I know they won one game, but they let up, what, 15, 16 runs in both Friday and Saturday's game. I mean, you can't keep a coach along that long when this is going to easily be worse than it was last year. And then because you know that Pat Kraft wants to win. He's he's made that abundantly clear. So you have all these this new facilities. You need a coach that can bring in those recruits. So I I, ha- I hate saying it because I don't like calling for coaches heads because these are guys are with families and Gambino has a rich history with BC. But at the end of the day, it's a business. And I think the answer is you're going to need to bring in some new life, just like you did with basketball. Look at what basketball has done. You brought in Earl Grant, who changed the culture of the program, who brought in recruits, and all of a sudden uh, people want to talk about BC basketball again. Baseball needs that jump too. In a moment, I'm going to get into some more questions from our mailbag, and I have some really good ones about football that you're going to want to hear. We're getting to the summer, and if you're like me, you want your beach bod at its top. I'm just kidding, but I want to look good, and I want to feel good, and I do it by eating Bilt Bar. It's almost like it's almost like a treat, and it tastes like a treat, but it's good for you. Have you tried their puffs yet? And if you haven't, I've been telling you about it, and I recommend you try them out. They're chocolate-covered marshmallows that are infused with protein, and they come with some great delicious flavors too, including cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, and banana cream pie. They're so good. I'm getting hungry thinking of them right now. But if you don't even want to try the puffs, you got to check out the bars, man. they got some great flavors there, and they have new flavors all the time. My favorite is coconut almond, which is one of their OG flavors. They have them all the time. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. And at Built Bar, they are all about taste. They make it taste delicious first and figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how. They figure it out every time. So go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. It's Mailbag Friday and you, the readers and listeners, have asked some great questions. I'm going to head over to our Discord channel to answer our next one. Now, if you don't know, we have a Discord channel for premium members for BC Bulletin, which is the site that I run. Discord is a free chat. It's a chat room that I give recruiting nuggets and and all sorts of news and talk and and constantly interact with some fans so if you guys you i'm sure many of you out there are discord members with me uh you know that i'm on there all time talking bc football giving my thoughts about things if you like listening to me chat you have access to me all the time and to join you just go to bcbulletin.com become a subscriber it's one dollar once you sign up there's a link in any premium member uh post that i put up that you just click it and you you immediately sign up for our Discord channel. It's that easy, and I hope you sign up today. But my first question from Discord is from CDB. And every time I think of CDB, I think of uh, marijuana, and I know that's not the right letters, but it just makes me think that way. He had a great question, and one I've been thinking about. Okay, He said, I posted on the general forum asking all the members if BC plans to pay athletes for obtaining excellent grades. So, um, what he's mentioning is that there was an article on ESPN that talked about there uh, that some of the new rules around uh, paying athletes allows a school to pay a player for getting good grades, and that only you know there's a hundred what thirty FBS programs, only twenty schools pay their players, and they can pay up to six thousand dollars. I think it's per semester for good grades. 
Now, BC was not on that list. In fact, I you know there was a few ACC schools, but I actually have the schools right in front of me. So it's Arkansas, Auburn, Clemson, Colorado, Connecticut, ugh, Florida, Iowa State, Kentucky, LSU, Miami, Missouri, UNC, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Ole Miss, Oregon, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Texas Tech, Washington, and Wisconsin. Now, this is not to badger any of these schools, but other than UNC, which I know you got, but they have their own issue with their athletic departments. There is, um, so it's $5,980 per year. I apologize. Um, of those schools, how many of them are like elite athlete, like academic schools? I mean, you could argue UNC, but like, as I said, they have some issues with their, their, um, yeah, doing things legally through their athletic programs. But Boston College is not on there. But the thing I would say about this is, yeah, they're not the athletics, I mean, the academic schools, but man, there's some like, you're looking at some of the powerhouses across the country. You know, Auburn, Clemson, Florida, LSU, Miami, Oklahoma, Oregon, Ole Miss, Texas, those, Wisconsin, those are all like the big football programs. So it's kind of wise. And I'm not sure why Boston College is not doing it. They said in uh, in the article that there's 22 schools said that they have plans in place to reward their athletes. 34 said they have not yet decided if they're not. And 20 said they will not make bonus payments this year, but plan to make them in the future. And 15 said they have no plans to pay academic bonus academic bonuses. Um, so no clue why BC is not going to do this. I, I I mean, I don't know where they are in this list because it's all confidential, so they're not going to tell you. But, man, that seems like a slam dunk, right? You've got some rich rich uh, uh, donors out there that can, that can sweeten that pot to make that happen. If you've got a good academic school, why don't you b- reward the athletes that not only get good grades, but do it at a school that's tough while they're playing football? That seems like a no-brainer. Um, but... You know, I don't think BC is doing it, and it wouldn't surprise me if they're not, if they're in that 10 that have no plans of doing it. It just seems like something they wouldn't do, and it seems to me something uh, that, like, Father Leahy would poo-poo. It just doesn't seem like he would be in for that, right? Um, but it, that, I think that's a, a fair thing, and, you know, I think you look at some of these schools, and the part of me is very cynical, you know, you have to have certain grades to get that. How many of these schools do you think have kids that get extra special tutoring that get help them get to that grade so they get their $6,000? I'm guessing a lot of these schools have that. So it's uh, it's something that I'm a little cynical about because all these schools that have it seem like, you know, I'm guessing academics are not that important. But on the same side, I think BC needs to, to you know, Mount up and, and and be part of the Joneses here because if they want, this is an easy way to not fall behind in the paying athletes um, part of the universe. But that was a great question. Thank you, CDB. And I think this was a question uh, to be read on the air, but I'm not 100% sure. And I apologize if it wasn't. It says, hey, this is from Ben on Twitter. You have a lot of fans in the NYC alumni chapter at Game Watches. We always discuss your thoughts. Any chances you come to one of our Game Watches? Well, first of all, Ben, thank you so much. I, I, as someone who does this as like a podcast and it it's cool that people actually talk about my thoughts and hopefully you guys are like I hope the dumb things I say you rip on and the things that you think are great you 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 appreciate some of my thoughts but first of all thank you for inviting me so 
as you guys know, I live in the Boston area, and I um, so I loved I you know, believe me, I love going to game watches. I used to do that all the time when I was a student. I am the last one that I went to. Um, so I I mean I go to a lot of games. So the last game watch I remember going to was way back. Uh, at Harry's, we went to a game watch for the Villanova basketball uh, game when they lost when Sean Williams goaltended. That was one of the worst games I've ever seen. But uh, the the issue I had to say, Ben, is a few things that'll make it tough because I would love to if I could. Uh, first of all, I can barely get out of the house two games because of my two kids. <laughs> I have a, a you know a a, a under one year old and a three three year old plus, so that makes it hard. Uh, my wife does not like me leaving for weekends and things right now because of the age of the kids. It's a little tricky. Um, that's challenging. The other piece that's challenging as well is that all the games, at least the home games, um, I am covering. And, and even if it's an away game, I'm covering it at home. So that makes it tricky. But you know what? If I can get the opportunity to get to New York City, I would love to. I, I love going to New York for and, and having any reason to. Before I had kids, I used to go there all the time. Um, so thank you for the offer, and you know, I'd love to do it. Now, if the San Diego chapter is out there listening, I'd love to get out to San Diego too. <laughs> uh, get out there. So thank you all for your questions today. I, sometimes I said, you guys ask me fun questions, I'm going to give you fun answers. So uh, that was our final question of the day. Now, in our last segment, I'm going to get into the news and talk about the spring game and my final thoughts before we get into the end of spring practices. But Bet Online, they're your number one source for all your sports betting needs and sports info. From Find all your latest sports development, including this week's Masters Championship odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. Now, I saw people talking about uh, Bryson DeChambeau's uh, odds, and I was like, ooh, you know, he could be a guy that I would, you know, I think he was at like plus 425 or something to win it. I was like, you know, he, he, he can have his moments, and I know he's not the most popular guy in the world, but maybe he could do it. And then I saw he was at like plus nine, and I was like, thank God I did not make that bet. But there were some other ones I was considering as well, so you can go to bet online. It's so easy to look for. Like, I was like, you know, while I was looking for Masters odds, I was like, boom, it's right there. You know, the last weekend, I was like, WWE uh, WrestleMania odds, boom, right there. Baseball odds, boom, right there. Uh, NFL Futures, it's so easy to find on this website. So head on over to Bet Online. It's your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Head on over to Bet Online, where the game starts. Locked on Boston College, we're wrapping up our week here on Friday, and it's the end of spring football. Now on Thursday, they had their final practice of the season, uh, the spring season as they get ready for the Jay McGillis game on Saturday. Now, you know, as they've been practicing and Halfley's been holding court, you know, you get little nuggets here and there about some of the things um, going on with the team. But what interested me was there was some news this week about some injuries and guys that are banged up. And we'd find out more about that on Saturday. But um, the defensive line has been pretty banged up. He talked about uh, Marcus Valdez, Chibuzi and Wuka, who doesn't surprise me, is out. And um, Shishida Salah, who was also hurt at the end of last year. They were all out or limited during spring practice. Now, he said that's a blessing because, you know, it's a you can look at it negatively or you can look at it positively that they got some of the young guys in. Um, and there's some exciting guys, as I, I've talked about here on the defensive line. Um, I think that that'll be something to watch for as well. 
Now, some show news in the news part. I am so excited. Um, next week, or starting soon, we're going to have John Garcia of SI All American on, and he's going to be a. We're going to be able to get him on frequently to talk about recruiting. Now, you guys like national recruiting guys if you're familiar with john i've had him on you know if you go back a couple episodes he was the guy interviewing jacoby robinson a couple weeks ago john is awesome and i cannot wait to have him on our recruiting wednesdays um so keep your eyes glued because he he's gonna be coming on soon and i'm gonna grab him quite a bit to talk about recruiting with you guys so back to spring football uh the spring football game is on saturday i jeff halfley did his um um plea to the student base to show up to the game. And that was the my takeaway from this this whole week is that yeah, the players have worked their butts off. I think that's the thing that you want to celebrate for the spring game. It's not, you know, how they perform on the field. It's not, you know, anything in terms of the competition. The competition doesn't really kind I mean, they'll get out for it, believe me, the players get into it. But for the most part, it's just fun, right? And it's to celebrate the end of their summer, spring practices. But his his call to the students, I was saying this to Mitch Wolf on Twitter. He didn't react to it, but it was kind of my thought. I, you know, I've gone to spring games pre-COVID almost every year that they had it. It was like it's been something I always enjoyed. Even before I was like into covering BC, I would go um, and just watch. It was it was something interesting to watch. But I don't rem- ever remember students making that bi- it a big deal. And now Halfley in his comments was funny. He was saying. You know, it was like a Thursday, and I was out in my office in the middle of the day, and the mods are bumping. There's music. I can hear it from my office. I want that energy at BC, at the spring game. Now, if Halfley can encourage the students and get them there for the spring game, again, that's another tip to his cap. Because, as I said, they're not. this is not a big thing for students. But, you know, if you – like I've, I've said this before – there's going to be recruits on campus. That I, I'm struggling to figure out who they're going to be because no one's – no recruits have been talking about it. But, they, sh, they sh, you know, spring game is a big one to have recruits on. Um, and when they watch the spring game and there's like 5,000 fans in the stadium and they're half asleep, eh, you're not making the best impression, right? It, it's, it's, a, it's a missed opportunity. And so Halfley's being savvy here. You get – you know, the student section and you bring in another, five, you know, 3000 in addition to maybe beefing up the, the regular fan base, you get another, you get like 12,000. That's getting a little bit better there, right? I mean, you watch some of the spring games of some of the non sec schools and the numbers aren't that great. So that would be a, 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 a step in the right direction. And you know, the step, the first step towards change happen has to happen first. So you make it part of the students' expectations of their um, what they do and what they're, what they're expected to do as a student for the athletics. You you get that every year, and you can start building on that. And so I thought it was savvy. And you know he's been doing some things. I think again to connect with the student base that um, could lead to this, right? You know he was just out. I saw half um, Packer and Durham talking about it with him. Uh, he was giving shake 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 shack gift certificates to students and pizza the other day. Um, and that, you know, he's not the first coach to do this. I, I know Daz did it for a while, uh, but getting out there right before the spring game and getting fans uh, interested in the football team again, when it's not something that they're used to, that's a, I think that's a smart move and I think it'll hopefully pay dividends, but I will be there on Saturday. I've told, I think I told you guys, I'm going to go this time as a fan. 
Um, I will be live talking about it on Twitter, and it'll be linked to the BC Bulletin site, so you'll be able to get it. But as I keep telling you, this game is not about full coverage of every play that happens during it, because who cares, right? I'm going to give you the basics of what's going on. I'll give you who looks good, who, 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 um, who stood out. You'll get all of that. But I'm going to go with my son. I'm going to go have some fun. Um, I don't get a chance to go to games during the, the regular part of the year because I'm covering as a media entity, and those games are more important for me to be there at. But my son wants to go. He wants to meet Baldwin, so I'm going to be there, and I'm going to have some fun. And I hope you guys go too. It seems like the weather is going to um, cooperate, at least for that game. Um, and, you know, there's going to be some stuff going on, and maybe people go out afterwards. I won't be able to because I'm going to have a three-year-old with me, but he's really pumped. He gets to meet Baldwin, so that's going to be cool. But I will be back on Monday to talk about the game, and I believe me, I'm going to cover the game there. I, you know, I'll talk about uh, what's going on and everything, and I'll get you all the inside info of what's going on, but I will rewatch it. And I'll get all the things I missed because I'll be chasing my son around while he's getting hot dogs and stuff like that, right? So believe me, you're going to get good coverage from me. I just want to tell you where I'm going to be. So maybe I'll run it to you in the, in the stands as well. Take care, everyone, and I'll see you all again on Monday.